black people trying to explain how there is a such thing of police brutality is, is, is exactly the same way of trying to tell a Buddhist that Christianity is the way. Do you agree? I could try and put some holes in it. Because faith is a thing that, for all intents and purposes, you can't prove. And there's actual studies that shows that banks have discriminated. Those policies, like redlining, exist. Like, mm-hmm. all these things exist, and people, like, refuse to believe it. There's actual, tangible evidence and statistics that we see and has been documented that we know are examples of racism and people like that's what you call racism no that's not it (laughs) welcome to our very first podcast random ass conversations with twilla and dion um i'm excited to bring a podcast we have a long-term friendship where we talk a lot um about any and everything um dion can attest i'm sorry what was uh what was you saying i wasn't paying attention i was posting content this is typical I was i'm saying not we friends have... with you okay so there's a lot to unpack there <laughs> uh like 11 years worth we are business partners We're not friends. Anyway. Hi, Dion. Hi, Twilla. How are you? I'm good. Good. Welcome. Welcome Welcome to this. I'm proud of you. This is all Twilla. This is all Twilla's doing. Well, thank you. She's excited. I am. And I'm going to encourage her every day to do this every day because she, she talks my ear off with all this content. I'm like, So, wait. Here's the first thing. I just said our weekly podcast, and you just put it. I every said day. every day because she not... talks my ear off every day. I talk your ear off. She's venting to me every day. Bruh. If you guys go right now to at Twilla Amin, Dion Lash, she Listen. posts once a month. The this type of information and content she tells me, I'm like, post that. That's great information. That's meat on the bone. What happened to, hey, you lead it? Okay. (laughs) I can't believe you said I talk a lot. Because the conversations I have with Dion would just be like out the blue. Like if you see his content, you will know his mind. Like any and everything. So I thought it would be fun to bring that energy to the camera. And I don't know if I'm regretting it yet, but we'll see. Um... (laughs) So, I don't know if you're keeping up with the news. There's a lot going on, of course. We don't have to get into all of it, but I guess one of the obvious and most disheartening things I heard this week was about the um, eight people who were murdered um, down in Atlanta, six Mm -hmm. of those being Asian American people, and, um, you know, calling it what it is is a hate crime perpetuated 100% sure hate crime right so why is media and people like why are people so like quick to say it's not a hate crime like people like did you oh people that are not of color will think it's not a hate crime it's just ironic or he had a bad day or 
Like, the most recent one I heard was like, well, you know, he had a bad day, and that's what happened. This is this is something that I heard, and I and I um, was so taken back mm-hmm. because this was a black person who said this. I'm calling her out because this is not she's not speaking for the whole of black people. All right, this is what she said, and I'm not cool with it. Yes, yes, we have. We also noticed the Africans that were evicted from their apartments and had their passports taken and kicked out in the street in China. We've also noticed in China that you guys have a store called the N-Word King. We also know that your art museums are filled with pictures of monkeys, apes, and chimpanzees right next to black people. We also know that Koreans and Vietnamese actively participate in blackface on TV shows. We also know that Chinese, Japanese, Korean, and Vietnamese all travel to Africa by billion-dollar empires, exploit them, and do not hire Africans, leaving them in the poor state that they are. We also know that they're infiltrating tribes and trying to become world leaders. Can't forget about the Chinese hair store owners that like to call black women bitches. Can't forget the plastic and pesticides China likes to put in their food and send over to the U.S. We also remember the Vietnamese woman that shot and killed that 15-year-old girl. Racism is so hard. First time? Interesting. Yeah, that was the epitome of what we've all been fighting for. When people say, when black people say, stop killing us. Black people are getting killed by the police. And then white people like, well, what about black on black crime? Or what about, like, that's literally what she did was the epitome of all lives matter. Furthermore, like, okay, so those things can exist and hate towards other groups can exist. Like, so the fact is, here in the U.S. this week, hate crimes were perpetuated against Asian, American, and Pacific Islanders. Right. And that's not just this week. It's been a spike in crime, a growing spike of crime. So it's not... And let's talk about, like, the ignorant statement of welcome to racism. Like, that end statement. The whole thing was pretty, like, just ignorant like laced with ignorance but like you could talk about like how chinese settlers were early like treated early in the united states we could go to how japanese people were put in internment camps like this treatment against um asian americans is not new and then like furthermore we put like this pressure of the model minority on them and it's it's (laughs) i don't know i'm really baffled like that a person who's that educated on stuff that's happening in, that most of the, like the first stuff that she talked about is happening in China. Yes. And it's problematic. Right. So in China, but that doesn't represent all Chinese people right. or Asian Americans here in the United States who are being killed. So yes, what's happening in China is problematic and disgusting and needs to be addressed, but also what's happening here. Those two things can exist. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's tensions between groups, but we don't necessarily make it easier as well you know what i'm saying and holding against china for trying to do the same thing that europe did like that you know that's money that's politics that's another level what's happening in africa is a problem but again those things can exist and hate crimes against asians can exist like the fact that she was so tone deaf like disgust me like keep talking entirely way too I don't know, like, if that's way too woke or, like, forgetting that 
we're all humans and you know, like crimes against elderly are being committed and that's not okay. You know? And I guess like, um, the, the tension that can exist between our communities, the two communities here in the States, like, uh, you know, like the, some Asian store owners calling people out their names and things like that. That also, like, we could talk about, like, the overall system of racism and how black people have been depicted and how people just kind of eat this up and then how we re can react to them. So do we have a problem in ways? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean, like, let's just let them live. Like, let, let this be the problem. Let's be better than that. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It was no, tone deaf. You, no, it's, it's definitely tone deaf. I I was not a fan of, like a friend of mine sent it to me and I was like, yo, this is not cool. Like, like I I immediately felt like she's screaming, but what about black people? Yeah, it was like it had a, no, all life matters, all lives matter. Type like no, you think we care about? Because it's an Asian woman speaking for Asian people. She's saying, hey, have anybody heard about the Asian people? They are getting killed around the United States. And she cut that video off. Was like, yeah, but what about the Asian people that did this to black yeah. people? It's like, yo. She, she straight up all lives matter, that situation. Yeah. And and I hate that it got yeah. it kept getting shared. Yeah, no. And I was like, yo, who's pro this? Yeah, that's disgusting. Like, that was a complete inappropriate um, response. Something interesting that I did see in news as well was like, it was, a, I think it was NBC who had posted, um, a statement that was pretty much like an article that was like what black people can do to help. You know what? I'm going to just read it and not go off memory. Wait. <laughs> so they said what black people can do to help white uh, Asian people. No, like to like help. Listen, why are you doing me this way? I'm going to just read it. Okay. All right. So this it's how black people can be strong allies to Asian Americans right now. So how black people can be strong allies to Asian Americans right now, which we can, we can, but this person's response was, I'm sorry, what is it white people's time to do some work? Yes. Uh Uh-oh. It's white people's time. Oh, so we don't turn off phones during... No. I'm sorry. Keep talking. I'm going to text. Not like during this. I'm going to say way back. Okay. Keep talking. Anyway. So I love that statement. When is it white people's time to do some work? And I say that in the light, like this week as well, we all know what's going on with um, the talk and um, Cheryl Underwood and Sharon Osbourne and um, Sharon Osbourne's tears, tears of whatever, like fragility that she's just crying out and pouring out right now. And it's always, the onus is always on that. Like that situation that I feel like Cheryl was put in um, to to have to defend blackness and explain blackness. And then Cheryl is the one crying. Like, I mean, not Cheryl, I'm sorry. What's her name? Sharon is the one crying. It just, it reeks of every time like somebody does something stupid and racist that they get, you know, like, they come to us being black people and it's like, tell us what to do. How can we fix it? 
and you know black people this is what you could do or black people let's forget like hey all black americans let's forgive this one person like black people are the most right, forgiving, forgiving yeah. people in the history of the united states to the point is like everything we did to y'all right don't give it back to us right. please forgive us reparations you're not gonna get it but please yeah. forgive us but nobody's ever said please forgive us for slavery hmm. yeah <laughs> um it's always on us <laughs> um yeah we and, and we fund a lot of people too like we, we we supposed to we have supposed we were supposed to cancel papa john's uh because he having he's having trouble uh not using nigga if he he, he didn't <laughs> i don't even honestly i haven't even kept up with that like, I just, I, I know he was, like, his board removed him, and I know that recently it resurfaced that he's been trying for months now to not say the N-word. Having N-word-ed. trouble. Is that? I've, I've been, 20 months, I've been trying not to use it. <laughs> Is that what he was really saying? Like, yes, I was, was like, it has Waking to up be in more. cold sweat. Oh, niggas! Oh, so, so, sweetheart, I'm sorry. Man, my I children, thought, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, because I thought he was saying, like, I, a word that I never used, so I was like, "What?" He like, said, I'm, I've, he said, "I've had intense research and the counseling to try not to use it, as in like it's in his vocabulary. He's like, you gonna have to pry this from my voc. You gonna have to pry it from my vernacular." Like back in the day, like I used to, I used to f with some Papa Johns. I used, used to, to, I still do. I, I like racism. Like, I think <laughs> racism is delicious. Well, you know what? And I think maybe around the time, like, I guess a while back, because I only messed with it for like two years. And then I realized this ain't that good. I was only here for the the peppers. like. The- so you, would you prefer Papa John's over Little Caesars? Oh, God. I know you don't like Little Caesars. Oh, my gosh. I just, I guess I'll fast that day. The Stop Lord it, was, man. The Come Lord on. You got to choose. You got to choose. I'd probably do Little Caesars. Yeah. Oh, wow. Anywho, um, I like I like I like um, I like Papa John's. It's something in the texture of the cheese or something that just don't sit right with my spirit. Yeah, Little Caesar, Little Caesar definitely have about like a twenty five minute window until they it becomes cardboard. So like I should eat it when it's hot. And you after have to that, eat it when it's hot while it's dripping. Wow, I um, must only had cold Little Caesars. <laughs> yeah, have to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's. You know what's sad to me is like the conversations that we're having today are all race related and we're in the year 2021 in like the supposedly most one of the world's most advanced countries and in some ways like you recognize and it's not every day but you do recognize like we really have a problem like we really there are people out there who don't like me based on the color of my skin. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there are people targeting people based on the color of their skin. And it could be like with, when it comes to attacks against like Asian people, like the whole COVID-19 and people calling it the China flu and the China virus and all those like, actually they call it the Kung flu, the the Kung flu. Like all of this is very great pun, by the way, it's very racist, racist, great pun and problematic and it's helped spike like what and i guess i'm trying to make sense of racism what was 
what is the violence against these communities going to do to stop the virus? Well, like, it's I mean, blaming an entire people on a virus, but it's also like, and then what? Like, sure. It's like, I'm doing my part. That's how they're looking at it. I'm doing my part. Hopefully, we all can join in. I'll be the first to do this. I bet these people weren't wearing masks. Of course not, man. <laughs> of course not. Oh, my God. Because it's not, because you're looking at these racist people from our perspective versus looking at what the media and their circle has been feeding to them. Right. So, so to us, it sounds like you guys are crazy versus their circle of people that's like, literally, they are destroying our economy. They are destroying our lives. We have to eliminate them. It's the Mexicans, it's the Asians, the blacks. Like they're all circles of green. Like, yeah, you're right. It's like somebody has to take it, somebody gotta take a plunge. Someone has to take a chance. And it's like, someone's like, I'll do it. Like, like, like our circle of people um have a different perspective. It's a literally a different world. Right. So, like, we all know people like um uh, like in our circle. Like a Tiffany Haddish or uh, Amanda Seals, Tabitha Brown. Like we know how important they are to our culture Mm -hmm. and black and, you know, influential. Mm -hmm. Not celebrity status, but like, well, I'll say Tiffany Haddish, but like. Tiffany Haddish, Grammy Award winner. Right, absolutely. (laughs) But what I'm saying is like we know how important they are. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, sure, whatever. But when you go to like a white world, it's a whole different circle of people over there right. that that they're influenced by that has that same sort of vision over here. But over here now, they like they have like like a, like literally a different world of you know the black people are doing this, the black people are doing this, and over here they have it's like a it's like a, literally like an influential race war, and excuse me. And then, like, you're literally, you enjoying that? You're th- making good points. Why'd you smile at the camera for? She burped. I am a human being. Yes. You want to talk about what you did earlier? Dion. <laughs> exactly. So, I'm smiling at you. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's literally a different world. Uh, I, I'm going to give another point. Um, I remember... Um, there was a huge hurricane, um, like in Florida or something, one of those states, like, here we go right now. I I literally don't know. But in that world down there of Alabama, Florida, one of those states had had a huge hurricane. It didn't affect me at all. Mm -hmm. Like, like, but their world is shaken. Like the whole thing happened in Texas, the snowing thing. When like their houses are falling out, their their swimming pools are frozen, like all this stuff happening in Houston. Right. Meanwhile, we were not affected by it. Right. If I didn't watch the news, my circle, my friends that went from Houston didn't talk about it, I wouldn't have known. It didn't affect me. So when people are saying stuff like like um like help them, help them, help them, it doesn't affect me. So when when uh, you get people that's like, don't you know what's happening down there? It's like, I ha- that's not my world. Like, if that world was talking about how much 
how terrible black people are, how terrible Asian people are. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that over here. Right. That's all I'm saying. You make a good point. It's just like, and I guess in this sense, it's like where, and kind of like with your example of what happened down in Houston and not being aware where people could use help and maybe there's ways that we could have sent help and, you know, like we watched the news and we saw and our right. hearts went out. But it was like, what could you really do to help? And so I wonder if that's just, is that what's happening? Like when people then become aware and they're just like, oh, what, what can we do to help? Maybe. I mean, you could, you can definitely uh, follow prompt people. That's like, you know, the Sean Kings of the world is saying, this is what you can do. You can donate this way. You can, you can send food here or, you know, cash app this person. Send your prayers here, donate to this church, stuff like that, versus like, that's crazy. That's lies. That's that's the media yeah. talking to you. So you yeah. can financially do your part. I mean, I don't know if you want to be able to travel down there and really be hands on. So like when it comes to race relations, when I guess it's then like once you are made aware, then the responsibility. Once those circles of white people or rich people are then made aware of how our realities are impacted by systemic racism, then their job is to either reach out to the organization or research. Work. Do you research? Because like literally their circle of people is like a religion. Like, like literally with what they are being taught is like how we are being taught as a Christian. So imagine if somebody was like, no, you understand that there's never a such thing as Jesus. Like, it's all about this Buddha life. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? It's like, no, you got to understand. you got to do your research. And, it's, and, and it, it literally is like a different world to right. teach somebody that what you're believing is false. So then, like, so with that same, that, that same, what you call it, uh, uh, example, I feel like that's why it's so tiring as black people to try to educate mm-hmm. other people. Yep. Because it's like, I'm talking and I'm talking and I'm talking. You don't seem to hear me. You keep asking more questions. And then you get offended when I show you how you are participating in this system and how you have experienced and benefited from white privilege. And then, you know, like you get upset, you're mad at me, but then tell me to keep giving you more information and more information. And so, like, I guess, like, if anybody was trying to convert me from Christianity, they would feel that same way because mm-hmm. there's no, like, it's like, there's nothing you can really do to convert me from my faith. I'm right. here. I believe it. This is what I know. Yeah. But also a lot of, a lot of, uh, non people of color play the, but what about isms? They see the problem. We address it. We have proof of it. This is what's happening to the black people. And they flip it like, but what about the time when you guys did this? And it's like, it's not fair, man. Because it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like having an argument of like, uh, Michael Jordan won six rings with the Chicago Bulls. And then they'd be like, well, what about the time they re- he retired those two years? It's like, I'm talking about how great he is. But for those uh, 20 years he played, he's only won six times. It's like, I'm talking about how great he is. But what about the time he quit? You know what? And... I don't have statistics for this, but experience will tell that 
like this week when it was a um, white killer down in Atlanta, um, he was given the oh he was just he was he just had a bad day like that that yeah. excuse no no it, they never said terrorist never said terrorist took him in like the man is still alive we know we know we know that he would have been not alive if he was a black man the like opposite. It, like it just it shows time and time again that even black people doing absolutely nothing Brianna Taylor rest in peace sleep in her bed like it's assumed criminality is based on us and the person who actually does the crime is treated with their human rights right. or almost a level of privilege like I remember when Dylan Roof was arrested in Shelby North Carolina my hometown um, the mugs took him to Burger King. He yeah. said he was hungry. What? Yeah. Like that would not happen. Like there is right. something. Has there ever, has there ever been a uh, black uh, terrorist that got killed? Um, Christopher Dorner. How he killed himself? I thought he got. Sh- he killed, killed himself. And a sniper dude. He killed himself. Oh. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there there has ever been a time where a. A black terrorist have been, uh, yeah. Like, and what's the, the crazy kid from, I mean, like, there's so many examples of serial killers who are still alive. Like that crazy looking kid from Aurora. Oh, he's still alive, right? Yeah. It's like, you. these people have done disgusting crimes. Well, still, here, still here. here. Here's me being the white devil's advocate. Um, the white devil's advocate. Um. Again, back to what I was saying, it's all about what they've been fed. So if all they've seen is what they've heard on the news, the media, black people are crazy, they're killers, they're thugs. They watch *Minutes of Society* and *Boys in the Hood*. They said this is how they act, this is how they are. Mm-hmm. They immediately look at us like thugs and killers and blah blah blah, because they're they haven't had any interaction with black people. And that's why I think police officers should only police their own neighborhoods. Yeah. They should police their own neighborhoods. And they really got like, they have to step out, step up with the anti-racist education. Dr. Rhonda Taylor Bullock is doing an amazing work with, uh, we are, which is, uh, the acronym. What does that mean? We are anti-racist education. Working to educate, I forget. No, you gonna say it. No, you gonna shout her out the correct way. We educate anti-racism education, right? No. Hold on. I thought I do. Yeah, trying to call me out. Well, uh, meantime, we'd like to give a shout out to our sponsorship. Um, we're going to. Give a shout out to our sponsors. Surge Power. When you need an odd number of batteries, Surge Batteries is right for you. Surge Power. Dun, dun, dun. That was it going out of power. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's go start this section again. <laughs> okay, go for it. 
talking about um, <laughs> officers and the need to um, either like police their own communities, like things that we could do to kind of help eradicate stereotypes and those racist forms of thinking. And I really wanted to shout out my girl, Rhonda Bullock, Dr. Rhonda Bullock, um, who has an organization called Working to Extend Anti-Racist Education. And I think that the work that she's doing um, is amazing, working with kids at young ages to help, like, erase those things that society kind of puts into us, as well as, like, giving teachers the skills and the tools to do the work. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important that, like, I think local municipalities should look into that for doing that for their... Um, police divisions like if we're going to continue to like pour all this money into the community like into the police uh the police budget that it has to include some way of that when you look at a black person you see a human and a lot of times people say things like well it was self-defense and that's immediate without even thinking about it you're criminalizing blackness because it's an assumption that a black person is dangerous based on the color of their skin. So that means at a moment's notice, at point blank, you have the you feel like you have the right to shoot me because you assumed I was dangerous. Right. If self defense is your only is the argument that you go past. Whereas oftentimes white people aren't given, you know, like aren't criminalized based on their skin color. And we know this because there's videos of white people attacking police officers. Right. Still didn't get shot. Nothing happened yeah. to them. They'll yeah. be like, ma'am, 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 calm yeah. down, I've calm seen down. white people steal police cars. <laughs> and you're just like, yo, we know we would have been dead. Yeah. I, um, I, um, I, I love the analogy somebody used. It said, like, like, Police people definitely look up, look at us like animals, and it's like a lion walking towards us. And they're like, "Yo, yo, don't shoot him! He's not going to kill you." He's like, "Dude, he's a lion!" It's like, "Don't shoot the lion! He is not. He is harmless." It was like, "Yo, I've seen what lions do on TV." It's like he should be in the cage. Like, like, sir, sir, like, please don't shoot my lion. He was like. He's walking towards me. It's like, it's like, sir, lion, sit down. It's like, like I can't. He is a lion. He would destroy me. Right. Like even yeah. I, like if I was a police and I had that mindset, I would definitely have the same. And and you know what? I'm going to because I rarely do this. Shout out to the police officers that do the work that are there for great reasons. I know there are people who risk their lives for real to, and they got into it for a great reason. And there were some, you know, like we always hear the saying that not all police officers, and I do believe that's true, but we should hold those who are um, not great police officers and killing us accountable. (laughs) So, um, but I do want to recognize that we know that this isn't true for all officers. Right. Um, you know what this as you were thinking about as you were talking about that. Yeah, I immediately saw American Skin. Oh, can we talk about great, that great, movie? Great. 
That is a slept on, like, I don't, I know I've heard good things about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we weren't supposed to watch it because Nate Parker is canceled. (laughs) Wasn't supposed to watch it. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. But nobody talked about this movie. Like, the buzz that it should have. It was really quick. Yeah, it got loved real quick. And then I don't know if that's like when the riots thing happened on the Capitol. Like, shortly after that. And then it just kind of blew over. But Nate Parker wrote directed and acted in that and yeah. it was phenomenal a phenomenal. great yeah yeah hands down hands down it, it it should be um i think i think no one enjoys these type of movies because it's like yeah we know this we know this like overall twillis pointed this out that everything in that whole movie was shot through the lens of a camera which is a great direct direction for the director from the director um yeah great idea uh very artistic um the trailer doesn't the doesn't do its justice yeah um highly recommend it for anybody and of course it is always a touchy subject it's like a slave movie it's like hey you gotta check out the slave movie i mean it's one of those like you need to be in the mood where you can handle it right it is definitely um, triggering. I appreciate the angle that they took um, mm-hmm. with it, the direction that they went in the film. But I, I mean, like, like I said, I think these stories can be told is told in a unique way that it is. Listen, what was that Ava DuVernay Central Park? Mm-hmm. I only saw the first, yeah, the like, first episode because it was too much. I so much watching a first episode yeah. that I knew I didn't have it in me at all to, to watch, watch the, the remainder. Yeah. So let me ask you this again. We've yeah. had this discussion. Black stories are, are needed, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to police brutality, slavery, um, prohibition era, uh, any sort of like Jim Crow, mm-hmm. segregation. Um, but why? Okay, so first and foremost, I feel like a teacher. First and foremost, so I think it's important that we tell our stories, period. Fictional, non-fictional, sci-fi, comedy, whatever it is, there's so many black voices that need to share our stories. Mm-hmm. That's, that's first and foremost. But I also believe that... Um, there's a saying like you don't know it's called Sankofa which pretty much means that you will only know where you're going if you know where you've been and these stories although they can feel heavy and I've heard some people say like well it's embarrassing to always see us portrayed as slaves I get that but also like how many of us how many um, knew about Fred Hampton before Judas um, and the Black Messiah. Yeah, not a lot of people. Right. So it's like these type of stories are also important because it's illuminating our heroes from the past and also like re- reminding us that, hey, we came from these, this is where we came from and we've gotten this far. Mm-hmm. I think that it is depressing. Like as a kid, if you always watch movies and you only see yourself as a slave, which is why I think we should have so many while all of our stories needs to be told. And like even stories 
before we got here because we weren't slave. Like our history didn't start in slavery. You know, like how, like, I don't know about you, but I know a lot of my classmates back in the day, like my white classmates could be like, oh, I'm Irish or my great, great, great grandfather was in King George's court, like stuff like that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, that's amazing. Right. I know nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my dad's side because I'm straight, yeah. straight from Africa, but on my mom's side, I couldn't give you that sort of history. And it always feels like our stories begin in slavery. Right. So I think even going back before slavery is important to tell us stories um, and, you know, celebrating the entire diaspora, but you absolutely, there's absolutely room for those type of um, stories, but I don't think it should be extorted to the point. It's like almost some like oppression porn. Oppression porn? Like some people really get yeah. off on like, Oh yeah, I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you have it, it's a it's an acquired taste. Like I don't know if I could sit there and watch them all like right back to back. This is gonna be my like how you can the sit here there and have like a week of watching nothing but like yeah. the Marvel universe. Yeah, you can't do that with, with black movies. Yeah, or no. Roots. You're gonna be yeah. Upset. How would you feel? How would you feel if there was a white person who really enjoyed these movies? Is that offensive? I mean, why? Like, if you, why are you enjoying the movie? Like, if they were like, "Oh, let's watch this movie. I love Twelve Years a Slave. This movie is good." Like, would you offend by that? My question would be like, "Oh, really? Why? Why do you like it so much? Is it because you- cinematic? Come on, man, let's watch it again. Let's watch Amistad." Rosemead, 12 Years a Slave, Roots. Bruh. <laughs> I would be like, I really feel like it's something problematic in you thinking I would like to join in watching all of that with you because that's a lot of heavy trauma right there. So that's is that racist? I think it's ignorance. I mean, like, I need to know his intentions, Dion. Why does this person Why does it matter? Because here we go. Here we go. If a black person made it, wrote it, is it for black people or is it for white people? If a black person wrote, direct a slave movie. I think it's for everyone. It's for everyone. Yeah. So if it's for everyone, what if it's a white person who's really into these type of movies? Like, I would just, I'm saying, I would still, like, my curiosity would be like, oh, maybe they're a history buff or... Maybe they like to romanticize the times of when <laughs> they were slaves. Like, so that's that crazy. is my question. I love these that's shows. why I want to know their intentions. Like, so if he's uh, like, "Yeah, I'm into this stuff. This is this is it's just crazy. I love history. I love it." And then would you be like, "I don't want to watch this"? It's like, "Yo, but a black person wrote it. A black person wrote it." I'm, hey, I've seen it before. It's very cinematic, very beautiful, poetic, but it is also very triggering and traumatizing. So, sir, no, calm down. All right. Because I just, I just want to let you know that I was the cinematographer for this film. And I said it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. You want to watch a movie out? No. Like, like, what if he, what if he got off of like, whoa, you see that? Whoa! I love this part. Watch how I went in like this. During the whipping, sir. During the lashing. <laughs> read the room. Read the room. <laughs> So, so if you if you was dating a white guy, oh my gosh, he was dating a white guy. Like, what do you do? Um, he's trying to be humble with. I'm, I'm a cinematographer 
for some some films. Oh, what type of films? And then, and then he's like, he tell you all these slave movies. Like, do you support him? Like, hey, sweetheart, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some BTS, some behind the scenes of some of the things that happened during. So this is the thing. If I was dating a white dude, we would have to have conversation. Like, you would have to be, like. If he was like, I'm going to show you some BTS of what happened today when we were shooting this scene. I'm going to be like, honey, can we talk about the importance of this scene? Right. Like this stuff. Why Sweetheart, listen, listen, listen. So when he was getting whipped, he actually got hit this time. Like, okay. Like right, right there. So can you not separate <laughs> the fact that your art is also triggering to me? But I just want to let you know that that right there was actually a shot. Like, he actually hit him right there. We kept that shot in there. So, you actually hit a black man and you put it on camera. Right. It, I didn't. I just filmed it. Why are you so excited about this? Well, I'm letting you know that this is something that, like, when he did like this, he was actually Okay, hit. honey, I hear you. You're being insensitive right now. You're not insensitive. I'm letting you know that this You're is... You're being absolutely insensitive. I'm asking you to not talk about this at this time because it's triggering to me. I want a verbal divorce. <laughs> so that's triggering for for uh cuz he's doing he's, he's see it, that well, how's that different from you coming home talking about the things that happened to you? I'm saying he, like if you're showing like if the stuff that you're showing me is not like and this is the beautiful scene or this person like the non-traumatic scene but if you really wanted to show me like the person actually getting hit, and that's a real raw reaction. That's just some deeper level stuff. Like, you know, like stuff that we do as filmmakers in film can hit like some deeper levels I think mentally, emotionally. I think you're being petty. Well, I'm a petty person naturally, but I'm just saying, like, filmmaking is deep, like, it evokes feelings. So it's kind of heavy. I think you're being petty. You can't support my man's as an art. <laughs> you can't myself. I've already broken up with him after this conversation. Like, dude. All right. Well, there you have there it. There you go, playing devil's advocate. And I this is to. why. This is why? This is why we have random ass conversations. Uh-huh. Because we talked about everything. No, we just talked about race. But, like, a lot of stuff from race. like Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your takeaways from our conversations? Um, I wish we can get to a place of love, everybody. I wish we, I wish there were the, the both sides of the coin of races. Race is not racists. Races. That sounds like multiple race. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I I wish we get to a point where both race. Both of the races. Oh my gosh, Dion. <laughs> I wish we could get to a point where black people, right now, can you do that? All the races. I races. Wish, Just say races. No, because that still sounds like racists. When you hear that at the end, this is what makes it different. You know what makes it funny is when that little noise at the end of like desks or wasps. <laughs> Because when you do a plural version of desks, you got to say like, say wasps. Wasps. 
Wasps. Wasps. You, wasps. You, you're saying wasp. Wasps. Desks. Desks. <laughs> you desks. Oh my gosh, Dia, you were doing your takeaway. Take it away. You go for it. What were you saying about the racists? They're not racist people. Okay, I wish we could just all get along. Thank you, Rodney King, for that. Um, I think you highlighted some good points. Um, in like how it's all about perspective and how it might be difficult for people, and why it's difficult for people who are not within the same world or who view the world on a different lens. Um, why it's difficult for them to understand exactly where we're coming from when we bring it towards them. So that was a good eye-opening um, part of our conversation. Um, I also take away that you're still very random. I'm a random. I stayed on subject. You stayed on subject until you started talking about desks. I will flip over this desks <laughs> <laughs> and sting you like a wasps. <laughs> Well, until next week, this has definitely been fun. I'm looking forward to doing this again. I will have Dion with me. Don't get me distracted, man. Stay, stay focused. Why are you you? In the meantime, be sure to follow us on our social media sites. You can find me at Twilla Ami. And I will be... Dion Lack, D-I-O-N-L-A-C-K. Don't these mics look like if Coneheads were black people? This is how they their little afros would be for Coneheads. <laughs> you remember the, remember the show Coneheads? Yes. The movie Coneheads? Yes. If black, if black people, look at this. <laughs> if black people were Coneheads, this would be their head. This is how their little afros would be. And it had like little pics in it right here. It had little pics in the head. All right. And be sure to like and subscribe to Lactose Entertainment. You, you struggle with that word subscribe. Like and subscribe. Mm-hmm. You had no B in there. So subscribe. <laughs> Where the money subscribe. Where the money subscribe. I'm just trying to wrap it up. Shut up. <laughs> you wrap it up. Say no to drugs, y'all. Wear condoms. Wrap it up, okay? Babies are real. I found out the hard way twice. Wrap it up. Oh, you talking about the podcast? Yes. Uh, Make sure you guys like and subscribe and hit that bell for notifications so every time we post a video, you will get a notification. And as always, peace.